Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome back to the Summer Reading Plan. Today we are finishing up chapter 8 of Romans with verses 18 through 39. Yesterday, we talked about the good news that there is no condemnation for us. And we talked about our adoption into God's family. I think it might have been one of my favorite days of the study so far. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. It was so good. Um, you guys know that I love a good Bible study resource. And you also know that one of my favorites is the Haley's Bible Handbook. It literally gives a summary of every chapter of every book in the Bible. And Haley's um, broke chapter 8 into five sections, and we're recapping it in two episodes. So all of this to say that we're covering a lot of scripture in each episode. I'm just hitting a few key spots, and really we could come back next week or next month and read it again, and I think we might see say that something else is key. So what I'm sharing is just what is standing out to me this time through reading the scripture, reading chapter eight. But if you ever have questions or something you want to share with me, you absolutely can just send me a message. Okay, so how is this section divided up? Verses 18 through 25 talk about the suffering of all creation. And verses 26 through 30 talk about the intercession of the spirit. And verses 31 through 39 are the famous nothing can separate us verses. So let's look specifically at verses 31 through 39. um, Some of the most beautiful verses in scripture. We've mentioned a lot of the P's of Bible study over the past few days. Perspective, prayer. Today, let's talk about purpose. Our purpose in Bible study is always, 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 first and foremost, what can we learn about our God? That's why we pray, God, teach me something about you that I haven't learned before. And even correct anything I've misunderstood about you. We study the Bible because we want to know God more. So, what does this section teach us about God? Verse 31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? This shows us that God is for us. Verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? This scripture teaches us about the generosity of God. The trait of generosity is evidenced throughout all scripture. But I love how this one says he graciously gives us all things. So not only is our God generous, but he gives it to us graciously. We don't deserve his generosity and still he just lavishes it upon us. Verse 33 says, it is God who justifies which kind of speaks for itself because we've talked a lot about what justification means in the book of Romans. He makes us right before him. But verse 34 says that God is interceding for us. What in the world does that mean? I think some of the confusion for me on this is that 
the term inter- intercessory prayer is such like a cert, uh, church term. And so when we talk about intercessory prayer or we're interceding for someone, that means we're praying on their behalf. But the term um, intercession is just the action of intervening on behalf of someone else. And that's what Jesus did um, his life, his, and well, his death was him intervening on our behalf because we should have died, but he died instead. And then him being raised from the dead means that he is still, um, his life, his death still intercedes for us. Um, and that's, that's kind of tricky. So I looked up this article and I wanted to share um, this. It's from the Desiring God website. And it says that in Romans 8, Paul reminds us that we have supreme confidence in God's acceptance of us because of Christ who died and rose again and is at the Father's right hand interceding for us. In the ongoing argument of Romans, the significance of Christ's death and resurrection is clear. A few chapters earlier, Paul concludes that Christ was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. That was Romans 4.25. Christ died for our sins, rose again so that we might be justified in union with him, and is now pleading our case. Um, And this goes along with 1 John 2.1 that says, We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Um. And also in John, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. So this forgiveness is on the basis of Christ, the righteous one. Um, So those two verses that um, he intercedes for us ties in that with that verse about that we have an advocate with the father in the person of Jesus. So what he did, his work on the cross is still good for us. It still works for us. I just love that. Um, And then this chapter ends with a description of just the magnitude of God's love for us. And that's the final thing that we learn about God in this chapter, just how much he loves us. So I want to end this episode by reading verses 35 through 39. And after these, I'll be done. So make sure you come back tomorrow for chapter nine. I'll go ahead and say that. Okay. Romans 8 35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord.